Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, living the good life right here out of Los Angeles. A lot, of, a lot going on this week, and we got to cover it all. Week three of the NFL, more players standing their ground. No vaccine. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll get into that as well. And, of course, Major League Baseball playoffs soon enough coming our way. Can't wait for that. And, of course, the Ryder Cup going on. And, uh, man, oh, man, go U.S. of A. And speaking of U.S. of A, someone who loves this country like us, Dr. Jeffrey Barkey, now no stranger to the show, one of the founding members of uh, America's Frontline Doctors. How are you doing, sir? Good morning. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me back on. Hey, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Obviously, in addition to being a board-certified primary care physician out of uh, Newport Beach for like well over 25 years, I mean, you have been spearheading with so many great partners of yours, American uh, America's frontline doctors, and it's just uh, for me at least, it's uh, it's almost an inspiration if if anything, because uh, seeing you guys and what you guys do, um, trying to get as much information to um, people out out there in this world, um, that's that's key. You know, changing not changing people's minds, so to speak, but getting them as much information as possible so they can make the right decisions and. You know, leading that up to one of my questions, because I, I just I don't get it. We've had these conversations before on the show, but, um, you know, th- for some reason, um, people aren't people aren't really questioning the 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 jab, if you will. I don't want to call it the, the, the V word, but they're not questioning it enough. They're basically just taking, you know, the government's word that is it's it's completely 100 percent safe. Um, and okay to take, but, you know, we're seeing a lot of negative, uh, things happen these days, but people still aren't waking up. Why is that? Uh, well, I think primarily the issue is, uh, is the information that they receive and all the mainstream media outlets, um, provide a one sided perspective. And when you try to provide the other perspective, not only are is your is your viewpoint uh, censored, you're outright banned, and you are doxxed and you are criticized in a way that is just over the top. So I think that's why most people, not most, but a lot of people have a perspective because of the information that they're getting. In almost every other arena, um, people can get a variety of opinions and, and come to their own decision. As it relates to healthcare and specifically COVID, um, the other perspective, if you will, is not allowed. It's verboten. It's it's illegal, and it's banned. And what you end up with, you mentioned living the good life in L.A. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> you end up you end up with a dystopic reality, like is in Los Angeles, right, meaning. Right. If you want to go to the Disney Music Hall, you have to be vaccinated mm-hmm. and show your papers. Right. If you want to go into a restaurant, you must wear a mask regardless of your vaccination status. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the result of a totalitarian control of information. And, and that's what happens when the people, we the people, are not presented with accurate, um, unbiased 
uh, and a broad base of information. It's just so weird. I mean, it's 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 mind-boggling that a human being would want to be forced to do something. Um, to it's just it, it doesn't make any sense. Now, you know, it's, especially with what, what we're seeing, believe it or not. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the recent release um, of Project Veritas releasing that uh, whistleblower, that nurse who's a federal employee now, kind of unveiling some truth, maybe some truth, I don't know. But uh, certainly uh, there's doctors, physicians who are blowing the whistle, so to speak. What's your take on that, if you're familiar with it? I saw it, and uh, it's you know there's more coming out, Yeah, and it's true. Listen, there are a lot of people that work for government agencies, and um, they are trying to protect their jobs so they comply, and they quietly are against that which which they are, you know, helping to to bring forward, yeah. including the FDA and the CDC. And I've read reports that something like 30% of CDC and FDA employees are unvaccinated. So there's a lot of rebels, and the problem is that there there's a high cost for sticking your head out and and saying something, so many of these people are quiet, including those even in the, in the military that uh, don't want to speak out because they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to get kicked out of the military. Yeah, it, it's frightening, um, but hopefully more truth comes out. You know, it's it, it kind of makes me wonder why there's such a hard push. You know, by our government or by other governments. Um, obviously, starting here on on our land, but. It just seems like the hard push, it's just constant, um, as you've been talking about it. They're mandating now. You can't go out and eat in certain areas. Uh, will that happen in L.A. soon? Probably, or that's the next to happen. I don't know. But um, I think it's a good time for me to maybe uh, open up, uh, like, five uh, mobile unit trucks uh, to serve food. I think I could do really a wonder, for, only for unvaccinated people. What do you think about that? That could be kind of good. Well, actually, actually, I think it's I, I know you mean that tongue in cheek, but I actually think it's a good idea. And of course, yeah. I don't know if you've interviewed him, but Tony Roman, uh-huh. the owner of Basilico's restaurant in Huntington Beach. Yeah. He never closed his restaurant. OK. He hung a sign tongue in cheek, but he meant it seriously. Uh-huh. Uh, masks are not allowed inside the restaurant. If you walked <laughs> in with a mask, you'd be asked to leave. His staff never wore masks. And now most recently, he put a sign something like, your unvaccinated status will be required to enter our restaurant. <laughs> so he, you know, he's like a he's like a walking Babylon bee, uh, but he's serious. He yeah, thinks that sure. people should be standing up for liberty, yeah. and saying no to this totalitarian government. You you asked a question. I think it's sort of rhetorical, but maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. And that is why are why is this happening? And the why behind it is you need to look at who's in control Mm -hmm. of the levers of power in our government right now. And they're Marxists. And that's the way Marxist rolls is to pit class against class. Usually, you know, traditionally it's economic class, but now it's racial uh, division. It's vaccinated division. And they try to put different groups against each other for the purposes of needing large government. Uh, to control the masses and to separate the division. So you have these warring parties that are ginned up by the government, whether it's, you know, the right and the left or vax versus unvaxed or Mm -hmm. black versus white. And then the only way forward is a larger, more tyrannical, uh, controlling, powerful government uh, to make peace uh, in the citizenry. And that's basically the, the Marxist playbook. 
that's we're seeing played out right now. Mark Levin has a book out describing this, and it's actually coming to fruition in front of our eyes, and it's called American Marxism, and that is what is going on right now in our government and in our country. You know, know, you've been on the show a few times, and um, one of the things that you brought up for people, especially listening right now, um, you know, if they were um, to come down, let's say, with uh, COVID-19 and, you know, all this pushback or or BS that we hear that there aren't there aren't any meds that actually work Um, and, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to go there and get too crazy on the radio here nationally, but I will say that the fact is that I know I know they work. I've had friends now who have taken ivermectin and they literally have like no symptoms in like almost 24 to 48 hours. And I think they've done some combination stuff with um, whether it's the the antibodies and so forth. But I got to ask you, what is the issue? Why is it? First of all, there's two questions. Why is it so hard to get these meds? Um, And why is it that hospitals across the country God forbid that you get sick and you have to go into a hospital and they will not give you the medicine that you ask for uh, because they think it doesn't exist. It doesn't help or treat COVID-19. Like, why is that happening? Well, good question. So there's a, you know, there's a principle called Occam's razor. And it basically says, Uh, Typically, when there's a complex problem, the simplest of answers is usually the correct answer. It's not always true, but it's often true. And I think the answer here is is the economics of it. So if there were early treatment that was effective, then it would have been illegal for the FDA to approve the vaccines under emergency use authorization. That's the rule. Let me give you this example. I think it's easy to understand this. Mm-hmm. Imagine I'm a pharmaceutical company and I have a new treatment for strep throat. We've all had that. Bad sore throat. You go to the doctor, they swab your throat, comes out strep, right. and there's a dozen or so antibiotics that can effectively treat strep throat. So I'm a pharmaceutical company. I go to the FDA and I say, I've got a great new treatment for strep throat, and I'd like you to authorize this under emergency use authorization. And the FDA would say, listen, it may be a great drug, but there's about a dozen other drugs that very effectively treat strep throat. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is illegal for us to authorize something under emergency use authorization. You need to go through the full process of authorization, and that can take three to five years or longer if it's a vaccine. Yeah. And so the emergency use authorization process is a streamlined process, less studies, less data, less control, placebo control. And the idea is we have an emergency. We have no other option. There are no other effective treatments. Therefore, we're going to allow this to go forward because of the public health necessity of the emergency. Mm-hmm. So if we have effective treatment, and in my opinion, we do, Remdesivir, not remdesivir, um, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, um, and other repurposed medications that used in combination can work. So if we have that, and we do, then the FDA really was not within their legal rights to authorize an emergency use 
for a vaccine. The vaccine company should have gone through the legal process mm-hmm. and full process, which probably would have taken three to five to seven years. So even put that aside, let's just assume they made an exception and authorized this thing. If it was advertised as it should be and marketed as it should be, that we have great treatment for the early symptoms of COVID, there'd be no reason to push this vaccine out to hundreds of millions of people. And now they're coming after our children, which makes no sense at all. So I think that simple answer, the economic push from the vaccine companies, the industry capture by industry, let me, let me break that down. What I mean by that is the FDA, the CDC, about 50% of their funding comes from industry. Mm-hmm. So the same organization that they are chartered to oversee mm-hmm. on behalf of the American public are paid for by those industries. And there's an inherent conflict of interest right. uh, in doing so. Same thing with the medical journals, New England Journal of Medicine. Lancet out of Great Britain, JAMA, Journal of the American Medical Association, and others, if you picked up any of them and you thumbed through the pages, about every fifth page or tenth page, there'd be an advertisement from a pharmaceutical company. They are the major sponsors and major funders of these journals, so the journals are very hesitant to put out any pieces that are, that are negative towards the vaccine or positive towards products that would compete directly with the vaccine. And the process, you know, listen, it's it's a badge of honor to get your article published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and they get thousands and thousands of requests right. uh, on a weekly basis. And they have a review process. They look at these journals, they look at the articles and the submissions, and they decide which ones are going to go through their peer review process. Well, All these folks that are sitting there at the New England Journal of Medicine, Mm -hmm. they're all a bunch of woke doctors. And if you have an article, whether it's legitimate or not, that says ivermectin works and that the vaccines may cause some harm, they're just going to pass on it. They're not even going to look at it. They don't want to publish anything like that. And so these articles never, ever get published. What a lot of these researchers are now doing is they're putting out what's known as preprints, preprints. So it is the submission that they otherwise would send to one of the journals, but only they're making it available for the public to look at directly uh, since these journals are refusing uh, to publish or even peer review any of these submissions. It's crazy, especially after basically at the end of the day, a doctor, you know, takes the oath to, you know, obviously uh, help people and and. Uh, just it's just it's, this is ridiculous. Um, you look, you and I could talk forever on this show. You're one of the greatest. Uh, I think you are so great at what you do and what you're uh, what you guys believe in uh, at America's Frontline Doctors. And um, you know, first of all, I want to remind everyone because you are the author of COVID nineteen: A Physician's Take on the Exaggerated Fear of Coronavirus, and that is available. Is it on Amazon? It is on Amazon, or if you want to bypass Amazon, and I would encourage you to do that, you can go directly to my website, and that's rx for liberty rx for spelled out, F-O-R, Liberty, L-I-B-E-R-T-Y.com, rxforliberty.com. You can order it directly through my publisher. Um, you can also sign up for my email newsletter. I put something out every couple of weeks. I don't okay. try to sell you anything. 
and there's uh, information under the tab that says COVID treatment, there's some resources to a group of doctors, including America's frontline doctors and others, that do telemedicine. Uh, if you want prescriptions in advance, which I would strongly encourage you to do, um, get a relationship with a doctor that knows how to treat COVID mm-hmm. before you need it. You know, it's it's sort of like this. We live in California, and we're always told yeah. to prepare for the big one, right? The earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get food and water and know how to turn off your gas yeah. and yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Of course, not not enough people do this. But the same thing with COVID. You need to be prepared. It's very, very frightening when you wake up and you've got fever, chills, and body aches, and you test positive for COVID, and you're like, oh, crap, now yeah. what do I do? Yeah. And now you're scrambling. And people reach out to me on social media. I don't have the bandwidth to be helping hundreds of people across the country. So be prepared before you need it. Get the medications on hand, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, et cetera. Have a doctor you know you can reach out to if you get sick that will give you advice. Prep. Do all this ahead of time. Ask your own local doctor. You might find that they're knowledgeable and they know what to do. If not, move on. Ask a family or friend if they know a doctor that is not woke and will help you <laughs> there's a oh, there's a there's a website uh, frontline uh, uh covid coalition fl triple c it's on yeah. my website you can find it and they have a protocol for prevention uh-huh. what should you be on for prevention including supplements they have a protocol on what to take if you get ill mm. and you can look at that and ask for those medications in advance so they're in your medicine cabinet so if you get sick all you need to do is start taking medication don't wait until you have COVID to get help. It's no fun, that panic and fear. Yeah. Also, critically important, like any other illness, treat early for best success. Don't wait until you're about to go to the hospital and then try to reach out and find help. You want help the day you test positive. That's when you want to institute aggressive treatment so you don't end up in the hospital. Man, fierce words, but right on the money. Doc, and you are, again, the best. We appreciate it. Looking forward to having you back on. I'm sure there's going to be so much more to talk about, but this is good information for our listeners. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, and uh, let's do this again real soon. All right. Sounds good to me. There you go. Dr. Jeffrey Barkey out of Newport Beach, California. Not only does he have his own private practice for now going well over 25 years, but he is one of the founding members of of America's frontline doctors. Hey, did you know that Dr. Barkey was recently commissioned as an officer in the U.S. Army Reserve Medical Corps? Wow. He's also a reserve deputy and a tactical physician for a local law enforcement SWAT team. He is into it. He is our doctor here at Live the Good Life. Stay tuned. More to come.